Welcome to another episode of the Album Nerds Podcast. I'm Andy, and I'm here with my good friend, the dude. How are you, man? I am splendiferous, as they say in France. Oh, good. So glad to hear it. Welcome to the show, everybody. If you're new here, welcome, especially to you. Glad to have you. Basically, what we do, what we're all about, we are two longtime friends and big-time music lovers. We listen to a lot of music, and we like to pass on what we think is good to you, the listening audience. That's kind of our, our service to mankind. Huh. This is uh, how we give back, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, yeah, th- that's right. We're going to heaven for this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we pick six albums every week that we just want to recommend as cool things we've come across, or whether it's new or old, just some stuff that, you know, people, you know, we don't all have the time to to find new things to listen to. And it's great when a friend recommends something. So that's, that's what we're doing for you, friends. Yeah. And before we jump in and check out those records, I just want to mention that we do publish a playlist of these tracks up on Spotify. You can search for Album Nerds and you'll find it right there. This is episode 86. And they're also up on our website, albumnerds.com, uh, along with all the show notes. So please do check that out if you are interested in learning more. But without any further ado, what's our first record, man? We're going to kick it off with Charles Wesley Godwin. The album is Seneca. The track is Cold Country. I'm thankful for the sun to die. Didn't bend down from a federal fight. With a little light still and the smoke still rises on the glare. But a so once again, that was Charles Wesley Godwin with the album Seneca. Came out February of 2019. That song was Cold Country. I don't really know all that much about Charles Wesley Godwin. He's new. He's from West Virginia. Singer, songwriter, country artist, I guess you could call it Americana, a little bit of folk. It's definitely a country record, but it's a songwriter's record. Reminding me sometimes of like Gordon Lightfoot with the storytelling and the the kind of raw honesty about life in coal country in uh, Seneca, which is the Seneca River that goes through uh, his part of West Virginia. And these are all songs about his family, his life, what the world was like growing up, where he grew up, and he captures it. Each song is like a painting, and it's just so well done, captivating, some bluegrass elements, folk elements, and there's something special about this guy. Uh, the album cover, he looks a little bit like Thor, which is cool, too. Andy, what did you think of Charles was the guy? He has a really nice haircut. I, I was jealous of that first. <laughs> But no, you know, like it's a very clean sounding country record, which if you had just told me that at face value, I'd be like, oh, I'm probably not going to like this. But I really ended up enjoying this record. It left me feeling very positive and uplifted. I feel like I got to know him and like what it was like to to grow up in his family. It's a very, you know, intimate record in that sense. And he's talking a lot about his childhood and just life. Just It's not about anything specific it's just kind of about his where he's from which i think is pretty cool it's a very clear uh crisp sound to it and the songwriting is excellent so yeah i i didn't expect to like it but i did end up 
end up enjoying it quite a bit. If you like Sturgill Simpson, Tyler Childers, these are artists that are also from depressed regions of the country, Kentucky, West Virginia. It's just, it's just awesome. It's just great stuff. And uh, like Andy said, it is uplifting and it is like getting to know a new friend. That's what music can do, folks. So please do check out Seneca by Charles Wesley Godwin. Cool, man. Very interesting pick there for sure. That was not something I had even seen come up on my radar. So cool find. I thank you. <laughs> All right. For my first pick here, I'm doing something a little bit outside of my usual comfort zone. Some classical music from... Uh, you forgive me on these Polish names here. I think his name is Henrik Gordecki. The album here is Symphony Number no. 3. It's a fairly well-known symphony, fairly modern. We're going to play the second cut from it. It's titled Two Lento e Largo. Just a small section from a much longer piece. Um, there's only three tracks on this record, when they're all they're all fairly lengthy. Um, on vocals, there interesting little side note. If you're familiar with the band Portishead, that is Beth, Beth Gibbons, the vocalist from the band. Um, kind of, yeah. I was surprised too when I first read that. She's not traditionally um, like an operatic singer like that, and it's interesting to hear her try to hit some of these very challenging notes and and collection of notes here um, but i think she does a, an admirable job henry gordecki is from poland he's a fairly well-known modern classical composer um he fits into the kind of like an avant-garde style its subtitle for the symphony is symphony of sorrowful songs and it it is sad but it's emotional and i think very compelling even in a sad way what were your thoughts man i'm a dummy when it comes to classical i've never really listened to classical music on purpose so it was it was cool i mean it was certainly a nice experience i don't know how often like i i certainly won't drive around in my truck listening to it but maybe a little glass of brandy i don't know maybe i could do it but yeah it's cool man thanks again that's what i that's what i've said about you on this show many times is you open us up to all sorts of things and i appreciate that yeah i think there's definitely a time and place for this type of music like you said if you have a nice drink and you want to sit down and maybe impress a loved one with your impeccable taste <laughs> that's a good uh, this is a good one to, a good one to put on again it's uh henrik gordecki symphony number no. three from 2019 the more recent version of it <laughs> oh god all right so now is my turn to recommend an album and it really couldn't be any more different than what we just experienced. This is a band called Alien Weaponry. The album is called Two. It's T-U. And the song is Kai Tangato.
so I probably should have warned you all that it was crushing metal music. Uh, again, that was <laughs> Alien Weaponry album two came out in June 2017. The track was Kai Tangata, which is uh, actually not in English. So these guys are a New Zealand-based band of young men. Uh, taking their name from director Neil Blomkamp's 2009 sci-fi horror film, District 9. Don't know if you saw that, Andy. I liked it. Yeah. So that's where they got the name, Alien Weaponry. They make, It's just like a mix of thrash, tribal music, groove metal, and it leans on the members' heritage, which is a Maori heritage, which is uh, the indigenous people of New Zealand. Maori is the language of, of these folks and, and evidently it's on the decline in New Zealand because most people there speak English. That's their main language. So these kids are keeping it alive and not all the songs are, are in Maori. Half more than half are in English. Um, but what's really cool, I have the I have the record and the lyrics are all printed out in Maori and then they're translated. So this is a this is a story about a war party uh, that was getting ready to fight against the English, and all the a lot of these songs are stories. It's nice to have these these young people like uh, interested in keeping their culture, their cultural heritage alive, and they're great musicians. And this crushes, man. I mean, it's like Mastodon and Pantera in parts and. It's awesome. I mean, it's an awesome heavy rock, heavy metal, sepultura kind of thing. It's brutal, but it's beautiful in in the use of the of the language and in the real artistry and work that went into to putting this together. What do you think, dude? Yeah, it, you know, this record took me by surprise, man. Um, parts of it I recognize from some of those bands you mentioned there, Pantera and Mastodon. But parts of it are unlike anything I've really ever heard. The more um, it's like traditional um, New Zealand type stuff, it, which just blew my mind. I thought it was really cool. It sounds very like tribal. Uh-huh. And just kind of by chance, soon after you had introduced this record to me uh, a few months back, I came across some of these uh, haka dances on, uh, on YouTube just randomly. It's like a traditional dance from New Zealand from, I assume, these same people, the Maori. And it was like a, something they would do before a battle to kind of intimidate their enemy. Have you ever seen this uh, mm-hmm. this traditional dance they do? It's really impressive, and it sounds almost exactly like some of the the vocals yeah. that are on this record. So the videos for the songs are great. They're very movie like, and they show the battles uh, and the tribal tattoos that the Maori people u- used. And it's just like it's really smart, and that to me, especially in a, in heavy metal and and in today's world of, of music changing and metal not being so on the forefront, really inspiring and very, very cool. And uh, it crushes. So <laughs> I I can't recommend it enough. You just got to be in the right state of mind. But being aware of, of the cultural stories that are being tell, told, awesome. Yeah, cool pick, man. Um, I just got to ask you, where did you where did you find this man? This is not a common record. I actually it was a YouTube recommended a little. I watch a lot of music documentary things, and there was this little documentary about them, and it was about the boys and how they write their music and about their their family and stuff. And then I listened to it, and I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> no, cool. Very interesting indeed. Uh, that was Alien Weaponry, and the record is two. 
All right, for my second pick here, I have a Australian, close to New Zealand, right, man? Just across the, across the ocean there. Something like that. Yeah, Australian singer-songwriter <laughs> by the name of Julia Jacqueline and her record Crushing from uh, February 2019. Uh, we're going to play here the third cut. This is Pressure to Party. Yeah, so Julia Jacqueline, is this the first time I've heard of her? Um, this record came out, as I said, in early February of 2019, and along with a bunch of other records, popular new release week. So I kind of put a pin in it and decided to come back to it later, and man, I've really been enjoying it since then. It's the kind of catchy, infectious songs that get stuck in your head and you find yourself kind of humming them in the shower days later. If you're a fan of indie singer-songwriters such as Angel Olsen or Sharon Van Etten, I think you would very much find this record enjoyable. Was that Mary-Kate and Angel Olsen? This is their distant cousin. (laughs) 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 Yeah, the cool thing about this record, besides the catchy melodies, is the very open, honest portrayal of some of her failed relationships. And she seems to have quite a few doozies in her past. Um, so if you're going through a breakup or some troubles in your relationship, this record might provide you some solace. What did you think, man? Did it uh, ring any bells for you? Yeah, yeah. It, I really liked it. It was uh, just a good performance, good songwriting. Uh, I really do like getting that taste of what it, what uh, life's events can be like from somebody different than me, someone with different life experiences. She does a good job of communicating that. Good indie rock. If Lilith Fair was still around, she'd be on it. Uh, I think she's a good artist, and this is a great record, great second record. I'll listen to it some more. Yeah, I think it's really helpful to hear some of these perspectives, especially as a white male in America. Um, it's good to get that feeling perspective. Some things you don't even realize are happening in a relationship at the time, but maybe this record could help you uh, help you have a little bit more um, perspective on uh and what's like on the other side. So very cool record. Uh, again, that's Julia Jacqueline and the title of the record is crushing. Okay. So moving on to some rock and roll fellas that are probably doing the crushing or were back in 2001. This is flicker stick. The album is welcoming home. The astronauts, the track is beautiful. All right, that once again was Flicker Stick is the band. The album is Welcoming Home the Astronauts. The song was beautiful. The album uh, came out in 2001, originally released on 226 Records, but the band, uh, their their uh, 
Texas-based band. They won a VH1 reality show called Bands on the Run, and then the album was re-released by Epic Records. I watched the show back in 2001. That's how I knew about Flicker Stick. They were kind of a... You know, late or early 2000s blend of a little bit of U2 with some Pink Floyd touches here and there. Pop rock, well-written, well-produced, fun to listen to. I had a fun time watching the show. I rewatched some of the old episodes on YouTube. You can find anything there, folks. But these guys were kind of the rock and roll excess type of, type of fellas. And, uh, but their music was very beautiful. And kind of didn't, it, it just, it, uh, very emotional and a lot about love and relationships as well, but it's a lot of fun to listen to. Andy, thoughts on the flicker stick? Yeah. I, you know, I would never have thought this was a debut record. It sounds so clean, professionally recorded. Um, there's a handful of songs on here that sounds like it was made for iTunes downloads or to be put into a commercial or just to be on the radio. So yeah, very, very well written, expertly produced, enjoyable listen. Wow. That was very, uh, clinical. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's a surgical type of sounding record almost. I mean, yeah, it, well it, it really, you know, that was what was focused. The show was kind of focused on was these guys were kind of goofs off stage, but when they got on stage, they nailed it every time. You know, and, and it was all edited together back when I used to watch reality TV and everything was reality TV, every contest you could think of. But right. a lot of fun. I loved it back in the day, and it's been a lot of fun listening to it again. So check out Flickerstick, welcoming home the astronauts. It might be a little tough to find, but it's worth it. Enjoy. Cool, man. Good blast from the, uh, the not-so-distant past there. I also have one record from the kind of early 2000s. Um, little different sound, though. This is from an uh, extreme metal band, Gelder Escape Plan, and their 2004 record, Miss Machine. Uh, we're going to play a track from the middle of the record. This is Setting Fire to Sleeping Giant. Yeah, so this is their second studio album, and uh, featured a new vocalist uh, in the form of Greg Pusciato, and he ended up sticking with the band all the way through their end of their career, which is just a couple of years ago. Um, if you listen to the show at all in the past, you know I'm a huge Dylan Escape Plan fan. Uh, I find them just endlessly impressive, engaging, and inspiring. They kind of blend together elements of heavy metal and jazz. And just crazy, crazy ideas. And somehow they pull it all off in this incredibly technical yet fun way. Man, this, this record in particular was the one that really sold me on them. They, they still have the crazy, like, impressive tech metal sound, but they also incorporated in some more melodic singing, like we heard in that last track there. It's a little bit easier to swallow, though still is pretty, pretty extreme when it comes down to it. I know I've kind of, made you get through some of the records in the past, man, without uh, without too much warning. And what did you think of this one? 
to me, if you took, how would I, would I, how would I put this together? <laughs> it's like Slipknot and Faith No More as one. Okay, okay. Where Faith No More is weird and wacky, and I kind of like that about them. Slipknot is frightening. It, it's so schizophrenic. Yeah, that's uh, a good word. Yeah, I, I I think I was just too old for it. I was too old by the time it came. I, not to be ageist, but when it came around, I just wasn't. It wasn't part of my life, and so now I'm hearing it for the first time. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, from my perspective, I was still pretty young when this came out in my early 20s, and it really opened my mind to a lot of different genres that I eventually would get into, especially jazz. Um, so it can be a good jumping off point if you're a metal fan and looking to maybe branch out a little bit. Yeah, Dillinger Escape Plan. They are quite a trip. Pretty pretty extreme stuff, but uh, it's rewarding listen, in my opinion. It's unique and and uh, certainly catches you on the right day and you got the right set of taste buds, musical taste buds. I think it's, it, it can... It could be great for you. Yeah, so that's uh, Cylinder Escape Plan. Miss Machine is the record. Um, give it a give it a chance if you're feeling a little adventurous. All right, that wraps up our six picks for this week. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Love to hear what you're listening to. Tell us up at albumnerds.com. We also serve up hot and fresh album recommendations. If you tell us a few bands you're into, we'll uh, send you back some personalized recommendations just because we're so nice and we really do care about what you're listening to. Oh, yeah. So if you want to subscribe to the show, that's very helpful. The more, the merrier. Subscribe to the show at all the usual podcast places. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your in-laws, tell whoever will listen to listen to the Album Nerds podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter for more album recommendations. You can find us at Album Nerds. And if you'd like to do the show a big, big favor, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Say some great stuff. If you're worthy, we'll read it right on the show, and you will be world-famous. Whoa. Uh, yeah, and don't forget, we do publish a Spotify playlist up on the website and on Spotify. Search for Album Nerds, and you will find all the songs we played on this episode up there for your listening pleasure. All right, we'll be back in two weeks with uh, six more album recommendations for you. Looking forward to uh, talking more then. Enjoy the music. Catch you in a couple weeks. Bye, suckers. See you.